Genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I am here, as always, with your usual gang of co-hosts, Sean Petit. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Byte. Heyo. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, uh, we may screw it up for you. I'll do my best and give you some timestamps in the episode description so you can, uh, you know, know what parts of the show to avoid. We don't have any uh, top stories today because there it's, were not enough books. It's that kind of week. There was just sure nothing was. but like kind of indie shit that not everybody here read, but everybody here read some good stuff. And we're going to talk about just like our, you know, standout pulls yeah. without top stories because, you know. Yeah, it doesn't mean there we're weren't top books. We just don't have a, a top yeah. story. Yeah. Because there's some really good... I thought there was some good stuff this week. For sure. There was some great stuff. It was a great yeah. week. It was yeah. just like a very specialized, very... Yeah, I think it was you know. Yeah, it was a good week for like all of the... I think Adam put it really well. Like all of the stuff that we... Some of us read. Like there wasn't a lot of stuff that all of us read, but there was yeah, definitely there's no, there's something no for... So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Ugh, fucking X-Men. Uh, every um, week that goes by with no X-Men, I, I die a little bit inside. Yeah, I, I get, How do you like, think RJ feels? I, like, I, know. I get revitalized, and I'm like the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just sucking RJ's life force? I think like, so. Like, like, I, I, I feel so powerful. Swiftly cured that by reading many back issues. I was going to say, all of the back <laughs> issues? Yeah, yeah. Have, we, have we talked about this on the show yet, RJ, that you're reading through the entirety of X-Men? I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but mentioned it that is something yeah. that he is yeah. doing yeah rj is reading through all the x-men every single one which That's means our impressive. slack channel is getting inundated with 90s x-men artwork just the silliest panels with the silliest <laughs> yeah context no i love the no it's context. Ar- it's no context yeah. so i just open my phone and it's a picture from rj i'm just like what the fuck is it? like? I have to figure out what it is every it, time. It gets me through the day, man. What really makes it worth it is finding these dumbass panels. <laughs> I like you're the one just, you said. You're just like meme farming, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, meme it's farming. great because it's because it's not like someone made this meme. It's this panel that has aged terribly or great in some circumstances. Yeah. How cables always rock hard. Yeah. How, wolf, how Wolverine fucked with the time stream, but now there's only four turtles. <laughs> he just screams cocaine for no reason. Yeah, what? Just cocaine. Uh, like, okay. Cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so, how was everybody's week? It was a week. week. Um, leading to the holiday, I'm glad we're now recording a day early, so I got one less day of work I, too. So I can't wait nice. to hear all these fireworks. It's going to be a real change of pace to hear fireworks From on the, the fireworks. Floor. I'm sensing yeah. some sarcasm. I've I heard so, uh, thousands of dollars worth of fireworks every single day since the protests started. I've Three solid there's and one solid month of just yeah. like fireworks that no one in my neighborhood can afford and i just te- want I'm someone to you, explain it to me i'm telling you casey you're overthinking it fireworks are dirt cheap right now because no one is having events 
Sure. But it's very methodical. Like, I'm not saying it's a conspiracy, but it's a conspiracy. Like, it's... But they're everywhere. But they're, like... I... Alright, so the people in my neighborhood somehow got thousands of dollars worth of fireworks for each each night for an entire month straight. Cool. It, I can believe it's that. Not, it's but not one that... person in your neighborhood. It's a thousand people in your neighborhood got one dollar worth but of my, fireworks. But my point being, if it, is, if it is a ton of people like that, how are they not all just picking the same day to set it off? It's happening, like... Okay, like, are they? Are, is there a Slack channel where they're all choosing the day that's their day no, to put I'll, off fireworks? Oh, there's a Facebook group. I'll, yeah, I'll give you an example of how this works. Nobody in my neighborhood does their lawn on the same day. Oh my god! There's lawn mowers and weed whackers buzzing from sun up to sundown every fucking day. That's how all it right. is. It's just like right. every, it's I, like today I'm going to shoot off fireworks because no one's shooting off fireworks, though. and then. The next day, it's someone yeah, else. It's the happening next day in it's... every single city and every single yeah. state across the entire country. That's like, it's too. Like, I know Philly is firework <laughs> crazy, so I could accept it being in three separate neighborhoods in Philly alone. Like, the poorest neighborhoods, number one, mind you. But also, like, I, can, it's, I don't know if you can hear it. It's going off right now. Um, that's hilarious yeah i'm yeah. probably gonna have some going off like feet from where i'm sitting and yeah, i'm not gonna be able to are you lighting them just light no, them my, my, na- <laughs> my neighbor bought a bunch of mortars and he's been shooting them off in the street which is fucking cool as hell what? it's just when he doesn't warn me and the one day i was actually sitting down to edit an episode like i just put my headphones on and this was the first time he had shot off a mortar so he didn't know what to expect and it went off like outside my office window my, my skeleton jumped out of my mouth like uh, there's yeah, a really loud. good video in West Philly of kids playing tag with um, Roman candles. That's yeah, I've seen and it that. was like really intense and really funny. And then like the person who was like videotaping it from out of their window was like Bob and Weave, ho, Bob and Weave. And just, <laughs> these kids just get nailed. And then like one of them just throws like a huge firework right in the middle, and then a car just casually drives over it, like <laughs> like it's the regular Tuesday. Which hey man, it is. Fire, fireworks are fun, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get I, it. I get it. Because it's, it's, it's happening in the burbs, too. It sounds like this, yeah, it is. This, this new civil war everyone's talking about has already started. Like, it's, it's been, like, just a couple of notches below the Eagles winning the Super Bowl just fucking every night. Yeah, it's insane. I, I refuse to believe that that amount of fireworks exists without some kind of, like, distribution. Like, I'm not saying that cops are, yeah, are setting it exist. off every single time. I, I'm saying that cops are being, like, Here's a box of fireworks. Let's just have, drop it off in have, the hood. You know, have you like driven down the suburbs near Fourth of July. No, I haven't. There's <laughs> what every a stupid question. Yeah, on, on six eleven, it's every like every corner, fifteen feet. There's every a corner firework has tent. a fifty foot, hundred foot tent that is just fireworks. Yeah. Trust me, the distribution is there. There's just no fucking holidays, so I think they're just like, well, we got to make our money somewhere. Yeah, yeah I guess. And and also everyone's driving past them, going also like. Cops are doing- well, what else am I going to fucking do besides blow shit up in my backyard? I definitely like, feel like part of it was boredom. I'm Casey. You know what? I'm not going to say that you're wrong. I'm not saying that, that it's not also that. I'm saying that it's there could be some opportunist. Both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like there, there were also just like <laughs> random explosion noises happening for like two weeks after the riot started, and then you'd wake up and be like. Where was that explosion? Like, where's the ATM that exploded, or where's the car that caught fire? And then it it just doesn't exist. There's oh, like I, the, some the kind ATM of ex- the ATM explosions on. during the the protests were 100 percent just the police on police scanners saying that. That thing like, I, I, there I don't was doubt no that at all. evidence to prove that it happened. And then the yeah. explosion noises 
had no physical evidence of what of an explosion afterwards. It was yeah, those just ones pure were psyop. those ones were super strange. Yeah, just um, pure psyop that didn't exist. So so uh, now like because of that, I'm assuming that you're you're ready to stoop to that dumb bullshit with fireworks too. You know, I don't know. Uh, it's it, so good. So I, I, I'll, uh, off, I'll take off my tinfoil hat. I'm sorry, but like no, something. you won't. It's okay. We're about to talk about Billionaire <laughs> Island in a couple of minutes, so you're definitely not. So my 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 Fair. misery index over the last week has uh, has increased just a tiny amount. Uh, I managed to get poison ivy on my hands and fucking mouth yeah, over no, this past uh, weekend. Not on your mouth. You're a true champion. You're supposed to cook not it on first. Your mouth. Oh, in Inside my mouth. Inside of your mouth, which is Inside so much fucking worse. And I was. It's funny because like right right when I started to notice that I'm like, oh shit, this is on my fucking lips now. Um, I was editing last week's episode and I was at the part at the end where I'm like. Whatever you do, don't put your fingers in your mouth. I'm like, yeah, where was this fucking uh, sage advice to myself yesterday? Thanks, past self. <laughs> Thanks. Way not to listen to me, me. Oh my but, God. but what it is, is I've, I've just become obsessed with my lawn because it's like my only sense of control right now. Oh, yeah. And no, I've, I've bought so it? many plants. We both have had the same thing. I just don't have a yard. But I, I, I have poison ivy all over the place. And the, and the one day I was like, all right, I'm finally going to deal with this. Um, I borrowed this machine from my brother. Well, I, didn't, I asked him to help, and he dropped off a machine. So, so it's your brother's so fault you have poison ivy in your mouth. That's no, I mean it's my, it, it's my fault that he doesn't. So it's it's whatever. <laughs> so I was just like grinding through this poison ivy. I had gloves on. I had a mask on, and Were then you, somehow like, one I managed the, to get poison ivy in both of those thing, places. One for me, and it just started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I just got to rent a goat. Just get a goat for a couple of days. No, you oh, don't rent, you a goat. rent a goat. You buy a goat. You I think you can rent no. a goat. No, there's a service. Like, you can rent goats and they'll fucking eat yeah, but what if you just shrubbery and stuff for you. Like, them. that's a real thing you can do. But what yeah. if you just have a pet goat? Well, he doesn't, I I, so he we, can rent one. We looked into it. You can have one, though. We looked into it in, in the suburbs. You, they don't. They, they're not. That's not okay. Plus, like, where yeah. am I going to keep it? Like, what, am I going to have a goat in my house? Like, that sounds no, crazy. No, suburbs, you got to find Dude, your own goat. sounds great. The goats are kind of insane like i don't think yeah, you want that in point. your house like they'll just Dude. destroy it oh i would like, love it i would it worth have. the chaos it'd be worth the chaos <laughs> honestly no like if i ever am feeling down and i just need dude just looking you're going with this yeah videos of goats screaming <sighs> never cease to cheer me up like you could <laughs> any the mixes, situation the mixes of goats screaming into music videos yes i will spend hours i think that's how casey those. and i became friends in oh the shop god they're so good we were watching goat videos yeah they're hysterical bringing uh, everyone together yeah yeah because goats they are the most ridiculous creature probably on earth yeah exactly why would you not want to own a <laughs> so, goat the only so uh, the only i'll put this out i have huh i'll put oh. i'll put this out there if uh if you're out there and you're listening uh and you own a goat or you, and you don't mind goat. me borrowing it for a little oh, yeah or if you are a goat <laughs> shit i have some work for you <laughs> Because yeah, like goat, I, at this point, I, I don't, I don't want to hire um, a landscaper because then I'm just that's just me giving someone else poison ivy. Like I know this is a problem, <laughs> but goats fucking love that shit. So like yeah. you know, so if you're a goat that's listening and you're out of work and you need you know want a couple extra bucks, just give you know just hit us up. <laughs> I, I really yeah. feel like this is a missed opportunity to have a pet goat. Like that's the only thing. Like if I moved out of the city it would only be to live in a place where i could own a goat that is the only thing that makes just, me wanna... you need a lot i feel like you need a lot of space for a goat sure yeah, yeah. Casey, I, however won't... much space it takes i will have that space 
for my pet goat. Casey, they I need won't it ask you if, if you want to live deliciously. It's not going to happen. I, I don't, don't, don't you lie to me. Uh, <laughs> if you take <laughs> enough LSD, it will ask you if you want to live deliciously. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you think I'm not exclusively owning 50 black goats here in Spain. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so comic books. Um, yeah, that's a lot of goats. That's what this show's about. Hey, speaking uh, yeah. of super sacrilegious things, I got a comic to talk about. Y'all want to start off real hot with this ish- with this episode? Go, just go in. Let's Lead do us it. In. Go. Goddamned. Goddamned. God the damn, Virgin damn. Brides, number one. Goddamned. Uh, Virgin Brides, number one. It's a, it's a sequel series, sequel miniseries to the original miniseries. So it was, uh, okay. part one was Goddamned um, the Flood. So it was Got like it. all about Noah. Um, this one is about Virgin Brides. It's by uh, Jason Aaron and R.M. Guerrero. And... Oh man, it's uh, so basically. If you haven't read Goddamned originally, it's uh, it's just biblical stories, but they are super like, like pulpy and like really graphic and really violent. It's like Grindhouse just, like, Bible. It's Grindhouse Bible. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Grindhouse Bible is the way to, is the way to describe it. Um, so this one starts out. You don't need to have read the first one to really read this one. It's like its own thing. Um, like isolated. And- little things that he's yeah so like it's definitely like a time jump i don't know exactly when this one takes place or because like the first one was cain and he was just wandering the earth immortal because he killed abel and um then noah comes through with his like horde of like you know he's got like a whole traveling city because he's got a collective of every animal but he's also just like goats but yes that too (laughs) but he's also just like a slave trader because a person with that would have that much stuff also is just like Mm-hmm. a horrific human being so he had like a like a harem of of like slave wives and he was like slave trading so like everyone in that world was all like basically cavemen and so like the only person that wasn't was Cain because he had been alive the longest so he had like developed language and everyone else was just like ooh, ooh, fuck you and uh yep. that's like the whole book basically <laughs> um <laughs> So this one seems to be I'm a little intrigued. bit further along. Like, there's, it's still very barbaric, but there's, um, you know, there's a little bit of like a like a structure to society, and there's a little bit more language. So we open this one up, and it's basically there's a civilization where it's like the slaves and like the lowest class live at the bottom of this mountain, and then there's like a warrior class that defend the mountain, and then at the top of the mountain are all of the brides for what we find out later are angels. So the the characters we're following are these girls and basically once they get their period, once they deflower, once they flower or whatever, they uh they're taking Sounds like to we're the talking about plants at this point. Yeah, right. You're just um, you've got plants on the brain. It's probably in there. <laughs> always always have plants on the brain. But uh but once they once they get their period, they're taken to the top of the mountain to find their husband and their husband are angels. So but the angels are monsters, basically. So they're like horrifically raped and then impregnated with what well, you find out later are crazy monster demons. Just uh, like the Bible. Oh, okay. Just, Just like, the Bible. like the Bible. Yeah, I remember that story <laughs> in the Bible. Uh, but the story follows these uh, these two girls that, that hadn't gotten their period yet. Or one of them did get their period and she's just hiding it. Like she knows that something bad is going on at the top of the mountain so she's mm. just like keeping it under No, wrap. I just cut my finger. No, 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 it's fine. Don't mind me. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Just for one week out of the, just for one week out of the month. Um, But then, uh, but but the two of them, their friend, goes up to the top of the mountain because she's, you know, she's now a bride, 
So then I was like, oh, I think I heard, I think her name's Lillian. Like, I think I heard Lillian, um, like, screaming horrifically last night. Did you hear that? So they, they sneak up to check on her. And uh, they, they, they find her. And she's, like, covered in terrible boils. And she's basically like, uh, this is the worst. And then just kills herself. Uh, she jumps off, she jumps off the mountain. Insane. Okay. That's something I and can then, relate to right now. Covered in boils yeah, exactly. and suicidal. Just like, I, yeah, I'll take the mountain. I'll take jumping off the mountain. That's cool. That's um, brutal, man. And then, and then the other one witnesses a birth of like, like the brides get impregnated by the angels, and it's just they're just little tiny monster demons, and they're like, "Feed me, mommy!" And then they're just like ripping them, like they, they like one of them like takes the mom by the throat and just like snaps her neck, and they're like, "Mommy, more food, mommy!" It's just like, "Oh no, everything is horrible." Uh, <laughs> so it ends with the it ends with the the second girl getting her period and saying like we got to get the fuck out of here because <laughs> everything Jesus. is bad yeah so is no there, it is graphic. is there like a like a cane in this one that's like going around Kane is not in this one okay. yet i'm i'm assuming if he is in it then he's gonna like help these girls escape yeah um but he hasn't shown up yet i think it might just be featuring just these these girls as the main character which would be cool like i'd be really into just separate stories and with like completely separate characters each time that'd be that'd be pretty sweet um but yeah no it's uh this is graphic there was a there was another uh series of it right not just the flood or that was the only one that's happened so far okay I thought there was another yeah, one. Yeah, this one was this one was supposed to happen a while ago. Like it's been in production for like years. Oh, okay. Like it's been yeah. So... I haven't paid attention to anything other than the first one. Which I yeah. read a, a while ago. <laughs> you said this is yeah. Aaron? Jason Aaron? Yeah, it's Jason Aaron. Uh it's very much if you like his like Conan the Barbarian, it's that just like amped up to eleven and really sacrilegious. So you know right up had my alley. name all over it's it. Yeah, sacrilegious that's... but bad and <laughs> So, Does like the inside of the front cover just say for Casey? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, yeah, it sounds very much like your book. Yeah, well, especially like when you consider like historically when these stories are taking place, it all has this really nice like pretty sheen. But like, yeah, most cities were Sodom and Gomorrah. Like, it makes right. sense because they're prehistoric with like absolutely no like type of education and just slave trading. You know, like, it's just, like, right. the most barbaric, like, that civilization was. And, you know, we put all these pretty stories into it. And, you know, like, I, I like the the realism and the, like, really severeness of it, you know? Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm yeah. In. Good time. Sold. I'll yep. get that trade next time you uh, make me buy something. Yeah, exactly. I tried to make so, you buy the first trade this time, sure, but it didn't. You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the list of things to force you to buy. Yeah, I'm in the middle the of the art like is also, I cannot series. understate how gorgeous the art is. Aaron Barrera, like, killed it. Like, it's gorgeous. It's, it's like, viscerally violent and really pretty at the same time. Very well done. Nice. Cool. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, Ghostbusters Year One Number Four oh, came out. Get to this one, yeah. Yet. From IDW, yeah. Uh, by Eric Burnham and Dave Schoening. This is such a fun book. Uh, this one focused on Egon. So what what this is is so far it's been 
um, an issue kind of devoted to each one of the Ghostbusters that takes place immediately after the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man incident. Yeah, this is the first one that we find out like a solid timeline, right? Yeah. Yeah, because all the other ones were like, how, where are we? But like in this one, it was like, okay. Yeah. The the firehouse is still destroyed. So it, the premise is there's this journalist who's writing a book about the Ghostbusters' first year. So we're getting like stories and like little fun lines and tropes from the first movie, but then like extending all of the smaller side stories off of the first movie. So this one was about how when they first caught Slimer. He escaped out of the containment unit. Like they weren't able to to properly contain him and they had to go back out and chase him through I love the, the city. The interviewer interacting with Egon, she's like, Well, but it failed. And he's like, Yeah, well, it wasn't supposed to fail. <laughs> yeah, she was really busted his balls yeah. about how like he didn't really take into consideration what would happen if it got shut off. And then uh Winston kept like ratting him out. It was like, <laughs> yeah. thanks for, thanks for your insight. Very helpful. So, uh, towards the end, we, we finally get a little bit of plot from like the current storyline, which is right after Gozer, where the journalist got possessed and like had this weird ominous warning, and then like snaps back to it. And she's like, "What the hell? Now I am like covered in ghost goo." And then Vagman had a funny line. He's like, why do you look like a Times Square theater right now? And I was like, gross. Yeah, that is yeah, gross. That is. Was that uh, part of the, um, the, the ghost that we saw go onto the windowsill at the end of one issue? Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was supposed to be the ghost of Poe still, or that crow. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it's... I'm not sure. So it, I don't it, remember it coming up again. It definitely raises more questions than answers, but it is such a fun book. I, I particularly, I've been, I've been looking forward to this issue. I love Egon as a character. I always have. Where I was, I was saying off mic earlier. Like growing up, I always thought I, I was as cool as Vankman, but I was really just Egon the whole time. <laughs> so that's okay. That's fair. Yeah. And when when we were when we were moving for for a while uh my my girlfriend and I were living um in the house I grew up in and we had to move and clear out everything in the house. I found probably a dozen different Egon action figures throughout the house. Oh, man. They were just That's like in every adorable. little corner of the house. <laughs> they were just it. everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, I fucking love Egon. And this is such a great issue cuz he's just so stoic and like but he's stoic but at the same time really funny and i always love that like yeah i don't know ghostbusters yeah, is a great book this got is a good, got a good balance of, of you know so the dry stoicism humor yeah, yeah i gotta i gotta read that one i didn't get to the last issue this week but i've loved the other three as as a series yeah the vankman i think it was the vankman issue came out during quarantine and that one was really good yeah um it's just the four right they're not gonna do like a wrap-up one well, I mean, this ends a, a, on a cliffhanger, so they've got to go somewhere from here. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was just a four-issue mini or if, like, you know, they still have the whole premise of them writing a book or whatever. So They might be a year two, and that might be the book coming out. and then That'd be cool. Back. Or maybe they'll cool do, story. like, an issue with Lewis and then an issue with Janine. I don't know. 
Janine issue. There we go. This is this an isn't the with, end of it for sure. Like an issue with Dickless. <laughs> what that guy's name was Dickless? Oh, uh, Dick- Walter Peck. Yeah, Dickless. you're correct. This man has no dick. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's actually that like for for me that's the actor's name. Like I don't know what the actor's name is. He's uh, just Dickless now. It's just his name is Dickless. Like when you see him in Die Hard, I'm like, oh, there's Dickless again. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> He just wow. plays that character and everything. Typecasted. All right, do we dig in? All right, well, I don't know. I only had one big book, so I could talk about it for 20 minutes if we want. Please do. <laughs> Dude, Firepower. Nice. Tell me, because I actually, I, I, I got that book as a, like a solicit like before quarantine, probably like four or five months ago. And then I was like, this looks super cool. I love Chris Amnia. I love Robert Kirkman. And then I didn't read it. I had so, yeah. four months. Thank you. Thank you for covering it. Uh, Robert Cook Kirkman and Chris Samney. Uh, firepower. Uh, so kind of just kind of talking about it. I liked how they did this. He has like a little letter thing at the end. And he was just talking about like, you knew what the story, because there's a the prelude trade that came out, which was huge. Yeah, and then there's like the free comic book day issue. It's like, well, I, we knew we wanted to cover all this stuff, but we also knew we wanted to start the story at this point, which is like him later on. And it's just like, oh, we couldn't fit this all in one issue. So it's like, yeah, I just decided to make a 150 page first issue and release it as a trade. <laughs> so we could have like a whole backstory about what this character was doing. That's pretty cool. Before That's a good starts. way to do it, I think, honestly. Bold move. It, and it's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Um, I'm just flipping through it now. I, I'm digging this artwork. It's got like a Darwin Cook vibe. Yeah, I, I love Samney's art. And like, I like the line work. Action um, really well. Yeah. Because he did Daredevil. I forget, and shit. I forget who tweeted it. I, it might have been like Mike Norton, but he's like, why do I even bother to draw when Chris Samney exists? <laughs> like, why? Made, and I feel like he's made to draw books like this. Oh, yeah. Like, no, this is his skill set perfect because like it's just so basically the whole idea is like this guy he's was orphaned as a as a baby um he only has he doesn't he's never met his parent no idea he just has a picture of them and he's just trying to figure out where he came from like and it led him on this quest um where he started just like through like martial arts basically so he kept going all these martial arts masters and finally gets to this mystical city very like not Kunlun, but very Kunlun-like. Um, the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, this is just Iron it Fist plus like he's, um, Fist. but he's also just Goku, and it's fucking great. Yeah, yeah, it's very everything inspired. Yeah, yeah. N- name name one martial art movie where there isn't a tournament. Like, I it could be Enter the Dragon or it could be Mortal sure. Kombat, but they're right. all it's just, just the a theme same that movie. they have. Yeah. So like, I I get it. Like, if you do a martial art thing, just make it the best of all the other things, and that's fine. And that's where I, like that's kind of what Kirkman did. Like, he clearly yeah. wanted to write a martial arts story, like Iron Fist, and he's like, because we've talked about this before. It's like Image is now giving you that these writers, like, you know, they Jeff Lemire did it with Conan, like. Yeah, so Kirkman's doing it with that Iron was, Fist. That was Dark Horse. So yeah, it's not just Image. Oh, it's all the oh other... yeah, Dark Horse. That's true. Yeah, like yeah. so, like yeah, he clearly what is like loves this genre. So yeah, basically the whole prelude is all about him finding this place, figuring out what's going on. They have like it's like this. Eventually, he finds out that he's his parents 
betrayed this clan that he's now got got to and led to like one of the biggest slaughters of this clan and he's like no not me i would never do and there's that. a and guy like, that can shoot fire out of his fist and he's like yeah. i want to do that and he's like no one yeah, can do that anymore no yeah i got his real old... excited at the beginning part of that sentence and then it was his fists i was like oh, man that could have been yeah. so cool oh man yeah. what a <laughs> so they have something cooler than fists yeah, so like the ancient technique oh, wow. of this clan is like they could shoot fire, but it's been lost to time basically. So this old man's trying to figure it out. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna figure it out. Like they, but they can like kind of manipulate it. So like, one of the initiations is like he, you concentrate. They can kind of manipulate heat around them, and it like burns all their hair off. So they're all like bald monks. So they're firebenders. Like, yeah, I was about to very say avatar. Yeah. Also. yeah, it gets closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very that Dragon Ball Z, Iron Fist. And it's awesome. Yeah, and, and, and Kirkman kind of has has hit on that before with with Walking Dead. It's like let's take let's take this worn out trope of zombies, and we'll do all of just the good parts of all of the stuff that's already been done, and we'll just not do any of the stuff and that hasn't worked in the that's past. That's what Invincible is too for comic books. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, Invincible is one of my favorite books. Um, like just in general, and it's so, it's so good. Haunt is all the worst parts of Venom. Put into it. <laughs> no, Hot take. I don't even remember. So that yeah, <laughs> and then basically towards the end of the prelude, basically, so he finds out that his parents are his his dad was a member of this clan, the good uh, that he's part of, that's learning this technique that he's kind of getting involved in, and his mother was not and like part of like the rival like evil clan that's like always trying to take their power, and his father betrayed them for her and led to like this huge battle and slaughter thing eventually towards the end of the prelude the clan comes back and attacks them because they're trying to get there's like a a dragon i'll use dragon in quotes <laughs> that's locked up we don't know if there's an actually a dragon <laughs> but it, basically eventually there's this huge fight and our our protagonist freaks out and he ends up being able to he's like the chosen one and is able to shoot a fireball at people nice. so he is he's the one that he figures and gets the technique you, back so hence the name fire you've gone through extensive <laughs> training of martial arts to be able to not to instantly win any martial arts fight because <laughs> who needs hand to hand anymore because he can shoot fireballs it's like just it's that, crazy it, it, it's just that indiana jones scene I want well, it's it's oh, like yeah. going it's like going through a karate school and at your black belt ceremony they just give you a gun. I want <laughs> I want that Indiana Jones scene to happen with Cyclops so bad. I want an X Men comic where he just gets exhausted and some guy does like all these like fancy sword moves and he just hits him with the with the blast. I, I think it'd be, be even fantastic. funnier if he just pulled out a gun and shot him. <laughs> yeah, it's like that, I could shoot you with my eyes, but I'm too exhausted too. to even do that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's such um, a—it's like yeah. it'd be so good. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. Uh, so yeah, this is like I said, it's a hundred. It's just the prelude, so it's just him. Now, did, out did anyone test. read that trade and the free comic book day issue? Which I'm about I'm, to get yes. to. So yes, okay. the, there's also a free comic book day issue, which is where the story actually kind of picks up, but it's 15 years so, later. So he's kind of give it up that at life the shop we were trying reason. to like figure out which came first but yeah. you <laughs> well i the... duped myself into buying the trade because 
Yeah. You all told me like, oh, well, the, the first issue is free. And I was like, oh, fucking sweet. And I picked it up. I'm like, this is like a $150 book that's free. This is great. I just, and, then I rang, and then I got rung up. I was like, that wasn't free at all. I'm just a dumb I asshole. I think it's funny because we were trying to figure out like what was what, but you literally opened the first page of the free comic book thing. And it says that uh, yeah. the, the trade comes first. It's like, this is a nice. This is like following after the free. Yeah, we could have just read the damn thing and could've we would have figured it out. Flipped the yeah. first page. Just looked at it for two yeah. whole seconds. <laughs> Reading, um, man. So yeah, the the first issue is it's just him as a family man now. I like there's a couple little moments where you like you don't know where he's at. So like he's trying to light the grill and like the little button doesn't work and he just kind of like shoots some flame at it to light That's the grill. But cute. the whole issue is like <laughs> if you didn't know if you didn't read the prequel and you didn't know anything about it, you'd be like, this is a dude with a family. <laughs> this is a dude with a family that could kind of shoot fire out of his finger, there's, but mostly he just has a, a family and he forgot to buy there's hot like dog a buns. Double, there's like a double <laughs> splash page that's huge, full of gorgeous art, but it's just a family barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> dude, like, I love right, that. Like, yeah. that's honestly the escapism I need right now. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it was... Even still, even reading the first issue, I was, like, kind of interested, because, like, and then, like, a ninja shows up and is, like, watching them. And then, like, some dude runs into him at the liquor store. He's like, yo, I'm going to be at the field at midnight. And his daughter's like, who the fuck is that? Like, why are you talking to that guy? He's like, no, he was talking to me. Like, because he didn't say anything. So, but it turns out something's going down. And he's, um, his past has come back, obviously. Because, you know, it's a Marvel comic book. Because if it didn't, it would be a comic book. <laughs> so, you know, the love interest that came up in the prelude, we find out that she got killed. We don't know why. Mysterious circumstances. But she got incinerated. So they think She got incinerated, so they think it's him. Yeah. And I guess the, the this I can't remember exactly the name of it, but I guess this not Kun Lun is um under siege again and they need him to come back and help. So but he's like, nah, I don't do that shit anymore. But he very clearly is still very like he has all the skill. Like the whole prelude is him talking like he's very clearly talented. He's a very good martial artist but it's and kind like of offset you know, by the fact that his wife is a cop and in physical like has to like you know yeah he sells like antique furniture so everyone's like yeah mommy's so cool she's a, yeah. she does all this badass shit dad just sells old shit like <laughs> <laughs> and he's secretly just this badass but i it's a super cool book i think it's you know um yeah the first issue was free but like giving me that much of this story right from the jump like it was like eight issues. Yeah. Like, like that trade was huge. Also, it ends with him sleeping, and there's like a ninja in his ceiling, which just just leads me to wonder how many ninjas I've consumed in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> They're just hiding least, in the corners. Is it like spiders? Yeah. yeah. At least as many as yeah. spiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least. I've yeah. got like a so, whole yeah. Shaw Brothers filmography in here. <laughs> but i've had an exterminator out twice and they just can't do anything about it adam has poison ivy in his mouth and i have kung fu <laughs> jesus christ oh, um yeah. yeah it's cool it's a fun book and you like adam was like the art is awesome it's oh it's God, gorgeous so uh, I've, i really like the sam the art and he, like with the action and the style like it's a perfect he does it so well the pacing is just it's so easy and it's instantly atmospheric and like teleports you to that it yeah i was hooked right like within pages of uh starting that i got man i'm so i got so burnt out on walking dead but kirkman i mean there's a reason why he's so popular he's just he's so good at like creating coming up with an idea and instantly just kind of engaging you fully with 
the concept Dude. and making Absolutely. it so interesting. And, and, and to that, you know, since you mentioned Walking Dead, there is, uh, it's a big Kirkman week specifically with Firepower, but also um, Negan Lives came out. And I don't think any of us are huge Walking Dead fans, so that's not like, really why it's not a pick this week. But um, I read it and it was really good. Uh, if you like Walking Dead at all, I, rec- I recommend reading it. Uh, you definitely need to have read at least up through towards the end. Because, um, like, at one point, you re- like, I, I was behind. I, I was planning on catching up, and then the series ended. So I'm just waiting for, like, the, and then the Compendium to come out or whatever. Yeah. Well, so, I, um, I, haven't, I haven't read up to the end. I've only read up through the third Compendium, I think. Okay. But yeah, I read around um, the same just spot. because I'm a human being with ears... I, I I already know the premise. Well, you don't you don't need to know <laughs> the whole setup. stuff with Rick and all of that. You don't need you don't need to know any of that. You just need to know that Negan um, was kicked out of the community. So like, not he didn't die. He just was like banished. Like he they just Napoleon him off to his own little private you know whatever. So he uh, he has his own house and he buries Lucille kind of in a way of like uh, paying homage to his wife. Like you know because that was named after his wife. Um, mm-hmm. so the whole book is really cool. It's this like quick little one shot and, you know, it kind of leaves it on a cliffhanger where like you can either infer the ending or you, there could be more technically. Um, but what I really, really liked about the issue was the letter column in the back where he just wrote an open letter to the reader. And he was like, number one, I was going to kill Negan. Um, it happened <laughs> and like, but, but Charlie Adler like emailed him and he, he just put the email in the letter. It was just like, you know, there's this weird thing with the culture where we want to see our villains like like most people are against the death penalty but like we desperately need like like eye for an eye like vengeful justice in our in our media <laughs> so like killing Negan is just a cheap and easy thing when really what's more interesting is his redemption or the possibility of his redemption you know so yeah so giving your audience even- what they want isn't always what they want exactly yeah so like everyone wanted Negan to die but they would have been depressing and it would have been like you know and we watched the character build and develop you know he had some empathy to him you know so like they 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 wrote the ending that they did for Negan where he's kind of just like banished from the village um but he had the idea for this issue in the back pocket there just wasn't really he knew when he was going to end it at like 193 193 and there just wasn't a good place to put this issue so he's like, I'm just going to keep it in my back pocket for a rainy day. And then COVID happens, the rainiest day. And, and it's he's still like, raining. Yeah. And uh, he said, basically, he's just like, I wanted something to get people back in comic shops. I wanted something to, like, support the industry that supported us. Like, we wouldn't exist without the fans. And we wouldn't exist without these small businesses. So he made it completely free to comic shops. It is just 100% profit for your local shop if you buy it from them, uh, which dope. is really cool. Yeah. So, you know, like if, if even if you're not the biggest Walking Dead fan, it's worth picking up simply for that. Just, you know, a, a little love letter to, to shop. And, yeah, uh, good good yeah. guy Kirkman, man. Good, good yeah, absolutely. Man. And I, I don't think it's a mistake that, you know, Firepower and that came out in the same week, especially since it was a no Marvel or DC week. I think he saw mm-hmm. the gap good and average. was like, boom, there it is. There's how we save, you know, a, a week of sales. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. That's really yeah, great. So, and yeah. um, that kind of answered the question I had about this book, which was there's a lot of like conversation, like uh, Negan meets this woman and they're kind of like sitting at, a, at around a campfire talking and mm-hmm. the conversation they're having echoes a lot of the conversations I've just been having with people of like, 
of like settling into this new normal that's yeah like how are you how have you been surviving and yeah like that sort of thing so this is just the same thing as walking dead got it figured it out more or less (laughs) i mean it's honestly though it's starting to feel that way like like we the the world that we were used to as of like the end of february just doesn't fucking exist now well that's he literally has that conversation in the sense that um he was talking about like Five days into the outbreak, he was surrounded by zombies and realized that he was not freaking out. He's just like, it took only five days of being attacked by undead, rotting, like fleshy monsters that are trying to eat me (laughs) to be completely normal with it. Like, it's, yeah, like the human mind just. That's almost word for word a conversation I had with somebody yesterday that I hadn't talked to since this all started. And I, I actually said, I was like, it doesn't feel like trauma anymore. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. what I, th- I wake up and I, I'm so used to this new routine. It's just reality. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, you know, good on Kirkman. Uh, you know, go, yeah, go buy I, those I things. That one, but I think I'm going to buy it now because of yeah. that. I think that's, that's a really cool thing. And like I, I dug walking dead. I just fell off of it. Uh, I was reading it in the hardcovers. Um, yeah, now I was, that it's I was done, reading I might... the, the collected volume too. So yeah, now that's done, I might try to finish that up. Yeah, I've just yeah. been reading the compendiums because the compendium, mm-hmm. it's like what, like eight hundred pages or something like that. More, something like that. it's like sixty issues. Bucks. Yeah, and to me, like that's not a, like that's a that's a it's a, I liked it. But like, it's you can't, it's still single in, issues. You can't read it. It's like, still it's incredibly consumable at that size. Like I can't imagine. Mm-hmm going month to month with something like that because i can blast through one of those compendiums in like a day yeah yeah i would yeah. i would finish some of them in one sitting just no problem but but yeah. then you're like oh the, the shit issues. when's the next like 50 issue yeah. fucking collection come out? <laughs> right. yeah that's yeah. like it's cool now that it's over i could just uh we could just just wait just you can just tear right through the end of the series yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about Good. it as much and you got these yep. nice big ass brick books on your shelf that's just like here's a whole like decade of everyone's the, I life i think the compendium might already be out now. i wasn't really like looking for it but i feel like the fourth compendium might, might be out. Come out already yeah yeah because that ended a few a, a little while ago at this point right yeah sometime last year I don't yeah i'm super behind on that yeah uh, and I, yeah i don't know i don't know if that's something i could i could sit and read right now <laughs> not the right um yeah maybe wait until uh, we're not in right the middle now. of uh... <laughs> like i like i wish i had watched lighthouse when when i still had some of my sanity because, like, there's no way I'm sitting down and watching that movie right now. There's just Why no. do you spill your beans, Adam? I, I don't know what that means. I haven't seen this movie yet. I don't think you'll know what it means even if you watch it. <laughs> I literally just got done telling you I have no frame of reference for that. Why do you spill your beans? That's a real good joke for anyone that's seen the movie. But uh, I, I would fart on command if I could, but I, I'm not that talented. So here we are. Well, get your <laughs> shit together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, why'd you spill your beans? You could be farting right now. Yeah, hey, why'd you why'd you spill? Them? All right, well, Jesus, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> oh shit! So, uh, do we want to do Child Star? Yeah, do it. Should we do that next? Get into it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're in, we're in trade right. corner. We're in trade. Yeah, corner. so uh, fr- friend of Brave New Worlds, our comic shop. Yeah, not friend of the show yet, but but. If you're listening, Hopefully. Box Brown. We got to get you on this show. Yeah, hell yeah, that'd be awesome. Box is great. I love him. Yeah, I I love his books. I I, I haven't met him. I I keep missing these in store things that he does with you guys in the city. But yeah, I think the last one we did was actually at a bar. Actually, the last two were at bars. 
I remember that. I had plans to go to that, and then something happened. Uh, I don't remember what it was. Maybe I got fucking poison ivy in my mouth. Who fucking knows? You gotta stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. I have to stop eating poison ivy. It's bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tasty, it's just so though. tempting. Kids at home, don't uh, do not do that. Um, this is so delicious. So speaking of uh, public relation kids at home messages, so this is, yeah. this is a, a book about just kind of a generic child star. So it's, it's kind of an, it's amal- like an amalgam of all. Yeah, it's an amalgamation of like every urban legend that you've ever heard about child actors just into, boiled down into one character. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, this so, is his first like entirely fictional work. Uh, what? We were talking about that off mic. Most of his stuff is historical or like bi- biographical or. Uh. Yeah, it's, it's fictional, but it's still biographical. Like it still reads like a box brown book. It reads like a, like a documentary. Like there were like sound effects. Like I heard the sound effects <laughs> yeah. that like, like it was, it was, it, I love that. Like, so it goes through chronologically through this character's life. And, you know, there's interviews with all the different cast members and the family and all that stuff. But, like, all the, like, interviews are, like, someone's fly fishing and someone's, yeah. like, sitting someone's on the dock. Someone's at the beach. Yeah, yeah someone's uh, at the okay. beach. Someone's, or, like, just uh, driving know, in their car and stuff. There's, yeah, like, it's... stock footage of interviews that happened back then, you know? And, and like, it, it seamlessly cut like a documentary, and I loved it. It was so well done. And it's, it's such a... It, that was a cool departure from his usual style because he has a very simple uh car- cartoonish style which i really really like and with his other books like he did a book about andre the giant he did a book about um andy kaufman dude's a huge wrestling fan i i connect yeah. with him there his twitter is fucking great <laughs> um but uh they- they're all like very linear stories with like kind of a narration over them and this was kind of a way to break through that because i feel like that would be kind of boring with this story. Mm-hmm. So to to tell the story in present day interviews with people who who knew him and through clips of the show, like they'll reference yeah. an episode oh, and then cool. they'll they'll give you a, like a couple pages or like a, a page spread of that episode, like the way that you would in a documentary. Yeah, that's or great. like oh, that's awesome. They'll talk about a TV movie he did, and they'll give you like a a few panels of that, and, or, or the movie poster, which I yes. really like too, or like like a um a spread from a magazine. Or like the or like the was... toy line that came out of a cartoon yeah. that he did. Yeah. I, 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 my favorite was Speed Boy, the boy who loved speed. <laughs> all the different, like if you read like the newspaper articles and like all the little like the, the like top ten movies of that year, it's like Space is a Place and like Government Robot, which is clearly RoboCop. Like yeah, there's like all these different that's like awesome. Yeah, it was great. It's it's great like um like B movie covers of actual shows and things. It's yeah. it's such a cool idea. Like the the main character was his name is, what was it? Owen Eugene. Yeah. Um he's got kind of that same thing that Gary Coleman had where he was just a little boy forever. <laughs> yeah. And like played a little boy until he was like in his 20s. Interesting. Um but there's there's all kinds of like fun like they they did a whole bit about the like these special well, yeah, there was like Reagan was a big character. Nancy Reagan was in an episode of his show. Uh, All the different PSAs so, of like the, yeah. the very special episode about like getting stuck in a refrigerator. And the very that's what I was, episode I was getting Challenger. to. Like yeah. that, <laughs> that, that punky Brewster episode where the, the girl dies in the refrigerator box. Jesus. Yeah, and, and like the, the Challenger episode. It's great. Like it's 
it's yeah, such the drug, a the drugs episode where Nancy Reagan tells people not to do drugs. The the spread about all the different drugs is like goof em ups and like double deckers <laughs> and like yeah. red zowies and stuff. It's just like then, so good. And then they cut to one of the writers of the show and they were like, We went out and got all of them and just tried all of them. It was a God really damn. good cast party afterwards yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, yeah, it's it's super fun. It's uh the ending's a bit hard. It's a bit rough of an ending. But, you know, as as all child stars are, that's it's very true to the form. And, like, he actually, I don't know if you read the, uh, the letter in the back. That was really good, too, because he talks about, like, you know, all these shows made me feel, like, at home and, like, you know, the family. And, like, thinking back on them, it reminds me of, like, the experience that I had while I was watching them, like, my grandma's house, you know? But, yeah. like, we, we get those feelings at the expense of these child actors, and they sacrifice their childhood for those warm, fuzzy feelings that we get to experience. So, like, right. it's it's a love letter to all those people that did that. Like, it's, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a great book. It's, like, I, I have this thing with Box Brown's books. Like, they're they're written, like, kind of, they're a little bit longer than your, your usual kind of, quote-unquote, graphic novel or a trade. It's, like, 250 pages. But, like, you'll blast through it in one sitting. Like I, oh, I yeah, read absolutely. it yesterday. Yeah, you don't want to put, you don't want to put them down either. I think that's a big, they're easy to read, but you also like just want to just finish them. And, I did mm-hmm. that with this cannabis book. And I keep, I keep saying it, but they are the perfect beach read. I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I know that's becoming like my stupid catchphrase, but that, that, that was the other thing. It has a stupid catchphrase. That's just, I don't understand. Yeah, it's just what you're talking about, Willis. Yeah, but I don't I like, understand. I, don't, I kept reading it and I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, it's got to be something like that. There's no inflection in the, the thing. But, but, but it's funny, too, because there's like so many ways you can deliver that line, but they never really give you. They just say, and he said it in like this really great way that just everyone laughed. I'm like, like, how? Like, that's yeah, not even a funny line. That. Like, how could that I be? Love, I love the like joke cameo portion of the of the character's life. Where he's on like Baywatch and he gets amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, or he was like the ghost of Christmas Future in in a, a holiday Scrooge. episode. It was clearly Scrooge. Yeah. Well, and and uh, the, the 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 Scrooge guy that he was like, this is going to be your grave. He, the guy looked at him and goes, but I don't understand. Like, yeah, the, exactly. The, the catchphrase <laughs> part. It, it was. It's such a good rolling, repeating gag. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I've been I've been waiting a lot a while for this book cuz I remember him saying something about it like I'm so used to books that involve so much research and like it's about someone's life and you have to like really handle it with kids gloves and it's like with this I'm just making shit up for the first time. Right. Yeah. And he did a great well, job and it still reads it like I if you told me oh Eugene was real I would 100% believe you. Like it was very very done it was still done with a lot of care. Yeah. You know, like because I mean, yeah. there there's very real stories in here. Yeah. So that that that's it's kind of interesting that it's like it's all fiction, but they're still very very real stories. Yeah, I couldn't I could not read it with the Gary Coleman lens because even like the reality show that he's on at the end of his career to yeah. like try to revitalize it and like that whole thing, you know. But there there's some Macaulay Culkin in there too. There is definitely some Macaulay Culkin, and yeah. there's some there's some Jaleel White in there. Like it's it's such a it's such a weird amalgamation. Yeah, that sounds cool. I wanted to yeah. check that one out. Everyone should pick that one up. That's a good up. one. Yeah. God damn it! I think you also told me to buy that one. I, said, I did. I told week. you to buy it. 
Yeah, this I was an expensive week because I had two trades and one <laughs> that I thought was free. Casey's just the, the pointing cat gift, just like everything I tell you to buy. <laughs> yeah, Casey has that power. Problems. She yeah. does. She certainly does. One well, of these days, she's gonna be wrong, and I'm. I can't wait. I yeah. You keep waiting. Uh, lord it over you. So far, so far, it hasn't happened. Hasn't happened yet. I've definitely um, refused, and then like in the back of my head later on, been like, man, I should have bought that book. You, oh, or you refuse, and you get to the podcast, and then you're like, wait, that sounds great. Yeah. My favorite was there was a day where you were talking so much shit on Funko Pops, and specifically this one Funko Pop, and then this dude walked into the store, and he was like, should I buy this Funko Pop? And you're like, you should definitely buy that. And you just like sold it to him hook, line, and sinker, okay, and then he left, it. and I was like, you are a monster. <laughs> oh, she's just very good at her. That's job. the only way I can sell metal at my store. Well, the, the the beauty really is like you come into that store wanting to buy something. You don't come into that store like hoping to be talked out of buying something. And oh, really, all I'm doing, all I'm doing is encouraging your your basest self, your like satanic like <laughs> impulse of of like doing what you want to do and i'm just like yeah you you should man like i don't i don't like that funko pop but you clearly do fucking do it like <laughs> yeah, you're just you're just uh lucy from enchanted yeah exactly do it do it do it do it <laughs> yeah i've got that i've got that was that eric andre's character yeah yeah i've got that eric andre energy for sure it's just the um, the devil on your shoulder but it's just two cases yeah <laughs> and they're both devils they're just, both yeah. like do it and then you're like damn it are, is it one of you supposed to be moderator <laughs> never i will always yeah. be a, a terrible influence uh, but Don't speaking of unbridled capitalism i have another oh, book boy. to talk about oh no what a, what a great what a great transition i feel like that's like your go-to uh, speaking of capitalism speaking let's of talk capitalism. let's talk I about was this purposefully shit. stretching out the child star conversation to avoid this <laughs> but here avoid. we are well, let's just, uh, well, yeah, just do it. Just tell me what's wrong, Casey. Uh, with the planet? You want me to tell you what's wrong with the planet? Because it's capitalism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's this, this comic says it all. Yeah, it's uh, Billionaire Island number two by uh, Mark Russell and Francis Pug. Or not Francis Pug, but Francis. Why did I say Francis? Steve. Francis. Steve Pug. <laughs> Your name's Francis now, Stephen. I think I was looking at another <laughs> issue. I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, Mark Mark Russell comes out fucking swinging on this yeah, one. Yeah, he does. Yeah, the very first page is... Dude, so good. <laughs> it's uh, an illegal alien runs into a sexual predator, and it's the pitch for Alien versus Predator. But specifically, the alien is uh, Steven Seagal. It's like it's it's Steven Seagal and Louis ZK. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. They draw him to look exactly like Louis CK. Like they do not pretend for a second. Yeah, that that's so gross. I also love that he's he's like I was born. I was raised in the seventies. It was a different time, and then just gets punched in the face. Love it. Love it. Um. <laughs> It's also from like I don't give a shit studios, which we find out later is run by uh, Harvey the Weinstein Sandin. Yeah, yeah, sitting on in a bathrobe. Yeah. Um, so we we see our our hero who is he's masquerading as a billionaire to get to Billionaire Island to kill the guy who runs Billionaire Island, um, and then probably subsequently all the other billionaires. I like that he's uh, just got, real... they like show him with a poster in the background, and it's another movie he produces, and it's Guns too. 
Yeah, just it's just guns you. with like smiley faces on <laughs> yeah, them. It's clearly cars, too. but just guns. <laughs> just fucking, just uh, brilliant. Yeah, so everyone would be guns. One, I, everyone would watch that movie. Don't pretend like you wouldn't. Um, oh, absolutely. But no. then we we see him. Uh, he gets on to a, uh, a, a basically a drone, but it's a helicopter drone uh, with who is clearly Ronald Reagan, like <laughs> drawn to look exactly like Ronald Reagan, oh, and he's yeah. like. He's like a app magnet. Uh, he's Dude, like a his app is so good. Yeah, his app is just middle management bot. Uh, it eliminates middle management, so he just like made millions of people unemployed by like just sending. It's like an app that just sends passive aggressive emails for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and so yeah, he said, and, "What did he say?" He said, "I know about, a few oh, people that that would replace." Yeah, it eliminated, eliminated two thirds of middle management overnight. overnight. Yeah, <laughs> I've been here for thirteen years. Sorry, <laughs> but like, like they're the, having this conversation on the thing, and he's just like, "Oh, this 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 island is smaller than my my ranch in Texas," and he's like, oh, "Yeah," and he's like, "Oh, you're a rancher," and he's like, "No, nah, that's just my hunting compound." Like, and he's like, "Oh, I'm some I'm something of a hunter myself." So he like is picking out this guy as his next target which is great yeah um, I, I just love the view of the the island you see some of the shops like uh natural selections restaurant endangered only rare endangered last chance animal. to eat oh my god <laughs> and the the invisible hand massage parlor the alan greenspan <laughs> fun academy yeah just like some of the like Oh, it's so yeah, and then, then obviously don't give a shit studios. <laughs> yes, which has made its home on Billionaire Island because it's all people that are being persecuted, quote unquote, persecuted by uh, the or you have know. been run out of the industry for yeah. one reason or the other. Yeah, yeah, which we also see Kevin Spacey work there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that Ew. was definitely that, that one was, was one... a little more subtle for sure. Yeah, was it though? That's more clearly Kevin Spacey. Well, they, they don't, don't like call him out on it about. They don't. Do they? they don't give him a name, but they show oh, his face. Well, they talk about that they, uh, they, they, you know, there's so many. They all live there because so you might rub elbows with a star, and then he's just in that oh, panel. God. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. They're Mark Russell not pulling any punches on this one for yeah. sure, and I yeah, love it. Fuck all those dudes. Uh, it's great. Um, but yeah, then then like as he's going through the tour of I don't give a shit studios, um, the they find out that. Uh, the the name that he's been using is like everyone not figures his. out that it's not him. Yeah. Um <laughs> so like they they try to arrest him and they, they like detain him and they're like, Oh, what are you gonna do? Like, you know, like like I need a lawyer and they're like they're like, huh, lawyers would be would make sense if we had laws. So basically <laughs> they're just talking about torturing him. Um, I just noticed that the patches on the cops are the F U P D. <laughs> that's yeah, fucking anyway. awesome <laughs> yeah uh so yeah so so they they arrest him on like in the middle of this like the studio but he he breaks out by running onto a green screen and putting on a green man suit um so they're just accidentally fighting like an invisible guy <laughs> so that was fun uh what else yeah, the, uh, get him though, right? the, the... The kidnappies are trying to escape. Yeah, the reporter, the reporter figures out because she's huh. she's a she's a smart one. Yeah, they try to they're, they're trying to get out of the hamster wheel, and all the cronies that are in there are like, no, like he knows what's best for us. Like the the, the ultra billionaire that owns yeah. the island using the um, uh, but the power of a spork. Yeah, they they break a spork <laughs> and like launch it into the like spork. <laughs> 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 like, I'll get you another one. Don't worry. 
Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, so like the reporter and like the one other guy that was in there. I don't remember what his the deal weird was, hipster but... lumberjack. I forget what his yeah. Thing was. yeah. He might have been like a NPR type podcast. Didn't one of them get a backstory like this issue? Or... Uh, no, they all got a, like a like a panel or two backstory when they were introduced, but okay. I, it's been four months. But Most of them are basically like, besides the two that end up escaping, they're basically like, no, he'll provide for us because they dropped like money into the hamster right. wheel. And the, yeah, they, and they, the they just was have... like, what the fuck are you going to do with that money in here? Like, we're trapped. <laughs> like, are you idiots? Yeah, you're literally being held captive, but like, they're still yeah. all like, yes, Mr. Whatever. I forget his name, but like, yes, Mr. So-and-so, Kanto, I think his name. They're just like, we'll do whatever you want because they think that at one day they'll get out and one day it's like, it's the, it's actually a perfect, I'm realizing right now, it's a perfect allegory for like people in poverty that think that one day they'll be billionaires. So they defend Jeff Bezos. Like it's, it's those people that are just like, no, billionaires are great. And it's like, you know that you're just a victim, right? Like, you know that these people would just as soon fucking murder you. I mean, I'd actually stay in the do a single wheel. thing to help you. You don't have to huh? pay. I'd stay in the hamster wheel. You don't have to pay. Rent, you get all the money you, you want. Food. You get free. You get free food. <laughs> Taco yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Whenever it happens. Tuesday. Savory, savory crepes. Uh, was in the... <laughs> but yeah, it's literally just an allegory for like people in the workforce that are thanking their billionaire overlords. You know, like <laughs> your boss is not your friend. Um. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so then those two escape, and they're clearly, like, on the outskirts of the island, and our hero gets, like, captured, so he's about to get, like, ultra-tortured, and, uh, yeah, you know, as usual, this the, book is great. Yeah, this book had some great background gags since yeah. this time around. Yeah, like, the, those... uh, the, there's, like, a Cosby poster in the background that said in love Oh, yeah, no, memory. it's, like, they're, they're, they're in, like, Cosby building. They're in, like, the, the Cosby wing. Of... Yeah, like, the studio's, like, dot- dedicated to him or something like that. But, yeah, there's yeah. a there's an In Loving me- yeah in loving Memory poster, too. Oh, so he's dead in this universe? Tight. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. Dude, I was, um, my, the record store that I frequent, um, a f- several months ago did a free record day where they just, like, put all of the stuff that no one usually buys out on the street, and they were like, Fill a bag with whatever you want for like $5. That's awesome. And there were so many Bill Cosby records in this collection. <laughs> like people can't, can't wait to throw those records away. That's great. I love that. And the, and the guy that was working at the shop was like, I feel like we should set up a whole problematic section of the store. <laughs> put all your screwdriver <laughs> records, put all your Bill Cosby your Michael Jacksons, just put those all in the bin in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Brian Adams. Yeah. <laughs> vanilla ice. Yes. Now vanilla ice also Urza, should go. Urza Ryan I mean, he was Adams. probably deserved to go in the trash now, but he, now he's going to murder people. But he moved the, the concert because he didn't either. realize how bad it actually was. Spoken like <laughs> someone from Florida. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> I just I love that he's like nineties was the best decade because we didn't have any dumb uh like viruses. He didn't have, like, he didn't have coronavirus in the nineties. No, we shit, had you. He said we didn't idiot. have cell phones and we didn't have coronavirus. Says, it's like, yeah, well we have both of those right like, now, so fuck the, off. Says the worst part of the nineties. Yeah, right. So we good. did we had vanilla ice and it was unfortunate. We don't have <laughs> vanilla ice now and it's much better. Hey look, I don't want to talk too much shit on vanilla ice. I've been trying to get him on TMNT Minute forever. Plus, also, I'm sure uh, well, climate change is hitting him hard. He's slowly melting. 
There was a there was a thread. There apparently there's going to be a new uh, animated turtles film coming out. Uh, Seth Rogen is one of the the executive producers. It's going to be fucking dope. But uh, yeah, it'll be good. The conversation was like, what's a character that you want to see in this movie, and who would you want them played as? And in the 2012 Nickelodeon cartoon, there's a character named Ice Cream Kitty. It was like a cat that got mutated with a pint of ice cream, and he lives in the turtle's freezer. I I was like, I want Ice Cream Kitty played by Vanilla Ice. Of course, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'd watch the fuck out of that. That's yeah. great. <laughs> I love how Seth Rogen's just taking all these like old like properties and stuff, and just like you know what, let's do these justice. Yeah, and he, he did. Them. He did Preacher. It. He's doing Invincible. Uh, he's doing Dude, the I'm, Boys. I'm uh, stoked for. He's Invincible. doing some pretty sick comic book properties and doing them very well. Like yeah. hot take, I like the Boys show better than the comic. It's excellent. Yeah. I, I really like the show. I, the, I preacher the preacher comic is show. better than the show, but the the, the show, preacher show is good too. Yeah, yeah the show. I, yeah, it definitely it did it. Um, like to someone who's only like if you just see the show, like that was really. It's like all right, then you can really get like the full experience. But the show was definitely really good. I just yeah. had too but much of an itch. I wanted everything. Scratch from that show and just didn't get it. I don't think they. It was if it wasn't on like AMC, they probably could have. Yeah, but like but they, also, they could like, only I, go so far. Jesse wasn't very likable. I don't know if it was the actor or if it was the way that they wrote him. Um, but yeah, like but the, like, the codependency with Tulip was just like too toxic, and yeah. he was just too much of a whiny baby. I'm like, I like my Jesse to be a fucking cowboy, and he was not. He was kind of a whiny baby, and that that bothered me. But, but Cassidy yeah, was perfect. Cassidy was perfect. Yeah, the Killers was perfect. It. There were like so many things that were so perfect. And Our space was just perfect. <laughs> like I want his own spinoff show. Oh of just yeah, him. Oof, 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 oof. I would watch that all day. <laughs> yeah, I think they they did a lot more with Tulip and Jesse. Really, I think I feel like they felt like they expanded that a lot, so it kind of changed it a little bit. But yeah, because like it was it was like codependent in the cute way in the comics, and then you realize nowadays yeah. that that shit doesn't exist. Because um, I thought the actors were did a really good job. I they're think great the story actors. Led it because yeah. I thought overall like they did a good job with the characters that they were given, but like they yeah. wasn't quite the characters that you were looking. I for. I also like the the Tulip and um, Cassidy um, mm-hmm. relationship. Oh. It was kind of great because like. In the comic, that's what I always like the uh, the the girlfriend versus the best friend dynamic. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, we were watching it. She's like, remember, Christina's like, I love Cassidy and like and Tulip. I'm like, just I'm like, I didn't want to just wait. I, it's, it's like, I was just like, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to tell her like, it's gonna get so much Boiler worse. Spoiler alert! It's, it's gonna be yeah. real bad soon. It's gonna get real rough soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no bueno. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they, I thought they did that a really they they I thought they did a good job with like the at least with the major, the major points. They hit all the preacher. points. Yeah, for sure. I, I thought they did a good job with it. Um, you know, like you said, couldn't get all of it, but you know, hair star I thought was oh god, oh, god. He, yeah, so good. He yeah. was so good. And and again, <laughs> like like not not having like, um, HBO's standards and practices. That's a very difficult character. The fact that they did Humperdy Dumperdy do at Oh my god! Is and it was hilarious. Like it was probably one of the best parts of the show. How did they get away with that on on ABC or AMC? Holy shit! The the dude who played him, he just like he did such a good job. He did such a good job. Very believable, Humperdue. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, fucking Humperdoo. Like it's that's one of those characters like I totally forgot about and I'm like, "Oh my god." Oh, I was waiting for it. I, I like the second the show aired, I'm like, "How the fuck yeah. are they going to do that?" Yeah. <laughs> and then they did. Impressive, you know? Yeah, yeah it was a good right guy. Yeah, so if he Long if story he's... short, Seth Rogen killing it yeah that's what i'm saying yeah, if he's i'm if he's all on put, board with his name on adaptations like that i'm all in. and i'm all on yeah. board with him take, taking on the turtles like this could be mm-hmm. this could be the, the the turtles property i've been waiting for for like a while oh, yeah. to me it just feels like a fan wanting to make something for fans like that's what it feels like to me totally yeah yeah well that was a um, tangent that was a tangent yeah it was good though are there any other books that we uh, i i I, I think I've punished you guys enough for this to, week. to talk about, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure RJ's got a bunch of books, even though it's a small week. Uh, he's been he's been quiet recent for a little bit. What yeah, do we got? What do we got this week, RJ? Both Red Sonia books. I'm just gonna just gonna smash them together. <laughs> <laughs> so you have uh, Red Sonia 16, and then Killing Red Sonia 2. So Red Sonia is by Mark Russell and Bob Q, and then Killing Red Sonia is Mark Russell. And Bryce Ingman, and then the illustrator is Craig Russell. So, oh, so it's a pretty big Mark Russell week yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah three books. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Red Sonia is her. She, uh, they're like, she's uh finally being given her first mission as like a warlord, um, and it's to capture this like kingdom that doesn't is like not uh a huge power anymore they used to be but the the king kind of just is sending her on it because it's like we just need to show the people that we can still capture places there she's like i don't know if i have enough men and it's like oh we just we just finished training this year's this year's recruits so they're kind of like going to the, the army house he's like yeah you'll leave the day after um indra day which is like a, a festival that the kingdom holds to um celebrate the death of the daughter of the like of the former king it's like it was her favorite it was his favorite daughter and she passed away and he entombed her in a wooden cow and then they Jesus. they like carry the cow out and everyone everyone celebrates it and uh Oof. then she gets to the um the barracks where they train the people and they're like He's like, wow, they're kids. And it's like, no, it's fine. They're 12. Oh, and uh, it turns out people are like selling uh, in order to get food in the kingdom. You can trade your son in to become a like a, a warrior. And then you can trade your daughter in to become a concubine. So, so you can just sell oh, your yeah. kids for food. Yeah. Six, six, six. That's, that's how the kingdom pretty much operates. And she's like, this is awful. So this is ve- this is a crossover with the Goddamn's book I talked about at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> that's what and then like. uh, so she's like, "Why do they keep doing this? Why do they keep like just perpetuating this cycle of, you know, conquering and it's like it doesn't do anything but produce losers." And it's like it's because it's the only game they have pieces for. And uh, it's like, oh, all right, ouch. Oh, all right. And then um. <laughs> So she has a bodyguard with her, and the king was like, "Who, who the fuck is this?" And it's like, "You need a bodyguard, like a cougar needs a uh, horse." And uh, 
That's a really good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, I've, you know, I figured I should have someone watch me while I sleep, considering what happened to the last Master at War. It was murdered by him. He's like, you know what? I deserve that. <laughs> um, so then her and her bodyguard are kind of uh, alone. And he's like, that's not the... the he, like, he didn't tell you the full thing about Idridae, which is um, essentially there's a, a rumor why it like of what happened um that goes amongst the the poor people and not in the the royalty which is the daughter of the king was abused by him a lot so she committed suicide and um yeah not good so no one knows really what story is true but uh, I'm gonna say that one. Probably, probably that one. Probably. And uh, he, the king, the former king, uh, like has a shrine for her, and it's the cow. But then also his servants. So his, so the rumor is also the wife. After finding out that she poisoned herself, uh, the daughter poisoned herself, cut off the the uh, statue of the servant's hands, so they could never deliver her to God again. Uh. Dang. Yeah. And then also through the issue is uh someone on the the royal army for Cyril, who's the kid in killing Red Sonia, he sends this person back to go to his kingdom to uh let them let like let the queen know that he's okay. And the the guy gets to the kingdom and since their war is over, they're like pretty much they don't have like any um resources for all the the warriors who fought for the the king that Red Sonia killed. So they're pretty much all peasants. So he gets put there and he's like, I must speak to the queen and they're like, Who is this guy? No and they throw him into like uh into the pits and uh oh, then the queen eventually find is like, I need to know where my son is so uh, she kind of goes out and sees if anyone has any information. It's like, oh, we know someone that uh, has spoken about no, like talking to Cyril. So they go to where he is, but he's died by that point. <laughs> well, dang. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> and then in Killing Red Sonia, there's not much. <laughs> it's issue two. Okay, then. <laughs> so... The the kid is trying to get revenge on her, and they kind of he took this uh, band of men with him, and they're kind of going off of this guy who was selling information about Red Sonia for money, um, because he needs to eat, and then this issue find out that he was just bullshitting it, and that his parents knew that, and kind of just was like, oh, we'll send him on a field trip, just and like they fabricated this whole thing. Um, to make it, it was just a big ruse. So they get to where they think Red Sonia is, and she's not there. So the son has to come back. So I feel like this just spurred him more to get revenge because now he's angry. Matter yeah, and matter. He's, he's wasted all that time. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Nice. The whole issue is just a detour. Yeah. <laughs> Two whole issues of detour. He's got this talking boar friend, though. He he's awesome. 
That's fun. <laughs> I love so him. cool, cool. I am a huge fan of talking boars. His name's Cump. Yeah. That's uh, a weird name. Yeah. Sure is. And then the the son is kind of sad because he didn't get revenge on Red Sonia. He's like, don't feel so bad. Any day you don't end up as bacon is a good day. <laughs> he also really wants to know what it's like to taste people because because the cook spent his whole life trying to murder him because he's a boar. So he really wants to know what people taste like. And then they're like, why do you hang around humans so much? He's like, well, once I learned to talk, the they everyone else became kind of a bore. And I was like, oh, it's great. I just want a, a side issue with, with this guy. I want a spinoff of a spinoff of just that boar tracking down someone to eat them. I, I do, too. <laughs> I would enjoy that. Just get so far removed from being about Red Sonia, she's like not even in it at all. Mm-hmm. And then he gets mixed up with some ninja clan in New York City. I love it. Do they have <laughs> the a friends ri- a rhino? Get some chemical spills on them. Is there a mute animal? It's Bebop. Yeah, Bebop. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's fair. He's yeah, not I'll a- give you. And his name rhymes with Rebop. Okay, but he's not a mute animal. <laughs> no. He's. No, he he's uh he's, way he's, a, he's the Foot Clan. He's one of the Foot Clan grunts. Yeah. He's he's the like the beast man of of the Foot Clan. Oh. Just a dumb <laughs> asshole <laughs> idiot. Man. Just a dumb At least he's not trapped, y'all. That's all. Yeah, that's Rocksteady. <laughs> there we go. We brought it we brought it all together. Full full circle. Always gotta bring it back to He Man. Always gotta bring it back to He Man. Or or turtles or both. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it, right? Like that's everything we had. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, King of no, King of Nowhere was worth yeah, mentioning. That's, yeah, that's King of Nowhere was, was good. Oh, um, not a whole lot happened in it, but it was it was kind of fun. Um, yeah, yeah D- W. Maxwell Prince and Tyler Jenkins, good issue. Uh, kind of a filler issue. They kind of set up what I think the rest of this arc is going to be about, but you know, still a fun book. Boom Studios, check it out. Not a whole lot to go into. Go- Goon was kind of fun. Mentioning. Uh. Still enjoying that book. Fun. Yeah. Hawkeye Freefall ended. I, I loved it. Depressing. The Rosenberg? Yes. <laughs> I didn't get to that one either. I, I I wanted to read that. But that's over yes. now? I didn't realize that was a miniseries. But okay. I cool. don't know if it was intended to be. But Gotcha. <laughs> but then it got sent to digital and that, that's just like the uh, graveyard for Yeah, that know. might that might have killed it. Um, Nailbiter Returns was very good. I didn't get a chance to read it because I, I missed the first issue because it was like the first week that know? we came back. So I just read the first issue this week. So I'll read the second issue. And then by the third issue, I'll maybe tell you guys all about it. It's about serial killers, you know? Like, that's my... Oh, right. Got if, it. if, if uh, you know, me encapsulated is is the, the blasphemy comic, the anti-capitalism mm-hmm. comic, and all we're missing is the serial killer comic, so... Yeah, that is Casey's uh, really bowl of you guys candy down. right there. <laughs> yeah, really let you guys down, not informing you about the serial killer comic. Um, that's but... that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam was next to sleep okay. tonight. Yeah, next time I got you guys. Um, yeah, I, I'm already on steroids for this uh, this poison <laughs> ivy that makes it impossible to sleep. The last thing I need is to... You gotta spread it out. By the time you, she talks about it, the poison ivy will be gone. You'll have some other perfect. horrible ailment to deal with. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what next week has in store for me, but I'm not looking forward to it. Um, Hopefully, it's not mono again. Just, oh, just be safe. Don't leave your house. I, I, there's still parts of me that go. 
did I really have mono? Or was my <laughs> or doctor just, really just bored. gaslighting me that whole time? <laughs> You're the reason why they made WebMD. <laughs> he, my doctor just wanted a lot of my blood for no reason. He was like, you have mono, I'm going to have to keep testing your blood. You're going to have to just keep giving me your Adam blood. Adam just thinks yeah. everyone's Mr. Sinister. Is trying to everyone just wants genetic. my fucking blood. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's terrible to be a hypochondriac and be terrible about, and be terrified of people taking your blood. That's like a bad combo. <laughs> you can't be both things. It's like, do they not say anything because it's bad? Maybe my, I just my... don't have long enough that they didn't think it was worth it. My hypochondria is just so awful right now. Like This is a bad time for hypochondria. Like, I've got this really nasty, like, tickle in the back of my throat, which is probably just fucking poison ivy. Mixed, yeah, of course yes, it is. Mixed obviously. with some side effects from this medication. I'm like, that's it. I have, I've Yeah, but you have, the, you have the best failsafe for your hypochondria because it's just probably the fact that you have poison ivy in your throat. <laughs> it's probably just the fact that I fucking ate poison ivy. Like, I'm, I'm so just relieved and amazed that I have the ability to speak right now. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you just decided to play goat simulator in real life. <laughs> you just got real into that goat simulator. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I think that's everything for this week. It was a small week, but I think we covered the big shit for yeah. sure yeah it was good what do we got next week oh or this shit. week good, we keep forgetting what this week people are listening we, have, we forget how the time travel. time is meaningless <laughs> <laughs> yeah mo- now more than ever time is just the worst yeah yeah <laughs> oh, it looks like dc's back yep dc is back marvel's back with a couple books x-force is back oh yeah yeah we'll top, get to see story, how much X-Force. how much worse uh hank <laughs> can really fuck everything up yeah, he has been <laughs> fucking shit up <laughs> for sure. Batman's grave. Now there's something that's killing the children. Um, another um, uh, the bat- adventure continues. Batman, the uh, animated. Oh, series that book is oh, yeah, so yeah. good. Love that. Oh, that Strange Academy is back. Number two. Oh wow. We read. We talked oh, about yeah. that been a, a while time. back. Yeah. I forgot that yeah. book existed. It's me too. <laughs> until I just saw it. Ghost Rider. It looks like another one. I'll be yeah. dead. That was one of my that was one of my quarantine books. That was one of those ones that came out on that lost week. Yeah. Oh, that last up is the issue of Doom Patrol, Way to the Worlds, I think. Yes. Uh the Allreds have a cameo in that, and I'm stoked. Oh, that nice. rules. Cool. Another Empire book, I'm sure. We'll be talking about that. Um Oh, Adventure Man number two. We just talked about that too. Oh, we got to make sure the 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 letters column. If we named the letters column, we're gonna have the best episode oh, ever. Oh shit! Dude, oh man, that means we back? missed the boat on that because that's probably already been printed, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah, for sure. We can we can write to issue three and be like, hey, yeah. thanks for writing naming the letters column after us. Well, what once we find out or, what the letters column is and what Terry the Dodson email address is, is, we should start plugging yeah. it hard on this show and get our listeners to write in. <laughs> And yes. Yeah, like r- right to that letters page, plug our show, just fucking Oh my god, be so get good. our name out there. In, Let's do unless it. Unless it's unless we didn't name the letters column and then Terry Dotson is just a liar. And then write him and, and ask him why. <laughs> yeah, why did you lie week. to me, Terry? On Twitter of all places. Who lies <laughs> wow. on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> our, our our president, actually. <laughs> Casey oh, just yeah. joined you. You said so. it, not me. It's for once I didn't <laughs> I say it. I'm like shocked. <laughs> I, you know, it was, it it was right there. It was it's easy. it's it was, that, that it's was, that puddle on a rainy day. I'm gonna jump all yep. over it. Um, I get poison. Did we mention finger books. guns? Did someone? Did someone already mention? We have finger guns and yeah. money shot are no back, ice. baby. No ice. 
Nice. Oh, so Jack Kirby uh, bio comic. Ooh, I'm excited okay. for doing that. that. It's um, yeah, Tom Schlawley, the uh, the guy who did uh, all of the um, Street Angels. Oh, he did mm. he did the um, uh, Fantastic Four grand design. That guy. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. he's great. So it's just one about Kirby. Yeah, it's the the epic life of the king of comics. I'm Is it going to really be one of those that. those cool. comics that takes a year to read, like Fantastic Four Grand Design was? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I will. I will binge it immediately and probably talk about it on the show. Honestly, <laughs> if we're right, doing another, like, like, let's just talk about trades. I'll do that. I was going to say, yeah, that's definitely got to be a trade, right? It's a trade, yeah. Yeah, looks like it's a pretty good week, though. There's some good good stuff that's out. Hmm. Oh, something's going to children. Another um, uh, what should call it? Uh alienated Sub- another sabrina something wicked oh uh, nice yeah strange academy um yeah we, yeah yeah said that yeah that's uh that's you, you guys stuff. are in for another maybe like two hour long episode who knows i We're, will apologize for nothing who knows what the show is anymore like la- last week was <laughs> yeah. so funny like we, we certainly ha- don't <laughs> we have su- we had such a, a sure. nice groove where we were like talking about more books in less time and then we just did like a typical episode last week. Yeah, because we Thor came out, book. and I can't not talk about Thor though. for a full hour. <laughs> yeah, well, we, I mean, yeah, we had some heavier books too, so I think yeah. that definitely attributed to that. For I also sure. just yeah. didn't have the energy to cut it down. I was just like, this is what we're getting. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. And I'm sure alive. you. Hopefully, you guys all appreciated it. <laughs> it was. It was all good though. Like I was desperately yeah, trying was to find something to cut, and it was you know. It was just too much. Too all killer, no filler. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I guess it was it was killer so, filler is what it was. So wow, some forty one now. Killer filler is a good description of this whole show. It's <laughs> <laughs> naming my so... sausage company. <laughs> <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh man! So yeah, and so on that's, that note, goodbye everybody. That's what's coming out this week. Uh, so yeah, uh, support your comic shop somehow. I keep saying it. Uh. Comic shops we'll need keep us. Keep doing it's, it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Really buy Negan Lives. That's a good way yeah, to do it. Uh, buy six copies of Negan Lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, keep your keep your store afloat. Uh, don't fucking go outside for any reason. Uh, this is. <laughs> and if you do, wear a mask. <laughs> and if you and, and continue not to put your fingers don't in your mouth. Don't get too close <laughs> to poison ivy. Don't fucking eat poison ivy. <laughs> don't put marbles up your nose. What what other public service oh, don't hide don't, in refrigerators don't, don't hide in refrigerators damn it <laughs> nice. uh, yeah just just say no just say no to not wearing a mask but do all the drugs nice. you want honestly That's, yeah i, I mean, don't whatever We're, as, as long as you got a mask cop? on <laughs> as long as you got a mask on do do multiple drugs please. <laughs> oh man we are shouldn't say that um <laughs> too bad <laughs> maybe uh maybe consider supporting us too on patreon at duelingstandra.com slash support a lot of cool patreon exclusive content coming out um i know theme park this has been doing cool exclusive content uh myself at turtles minute we're working on some cool fun stuff for you guys oh and you you had a cameo on bat minute i saw yeah uh rachel I plugged that last week. Me and Rachel were on yeah, Batman. Yeah, well, go, you know, week. now it's out, so go listen to it. Well, it was out last week when you were listening to this. Listen I to Batman. That show's a treat. <laughs> Seriously, uh, John and Niall are wonderful hosts. We had a great time. Um, 
yeah, get out there, uh, get some comics, support your local comic shop. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>